coming up on this episode, we begin with the predictability of fireworks and why we love and loathe Twitter. Then we don't talk about this week's tech news and instead spend the episode having a wide-ranging discussion on how computers have or have not changed the world and what is coming next in technology. It's a special Don't Panic, and it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 209, recorded July 9th, 2018. Killer Reviews. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who I would appoint to my Supreme Court. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. And Dan, you're... Sorry. Go <laughs> I was going to make a crack about how Colby looks like he's broadcasting from the surface of the moon, uh, for those joining <laughs> us on the video version. Yeah, not, not quite Mars, but moon level for sure. Yeah, very one small step for man. I like it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I'm not. I'm not on the moon. I'm just in New York. Close enough. Both are out of this yeah. world. That's true. The the. I, I told someone uh, at work that on Friday, uh, some friends and I went to open juggling night at Bryant Park, where That's they amazing. just have buckets of juggling stuff and people walking around teaching you how to juggle in the middle of the park. Did it you, was, yeah, it was great. It was a great New York moment. I suck at juggling. They could not help me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, earlier tonight, I went to dinner at a restaurant where the air conditioning was clearly broken. Mm. Now, was that on, on purpose? Is that like, it's like the hot spot and like their gimmick is that the air conditioning is broken? Like hot, that... uh, hot yoga? But yes. Eating? Yes, <laughs> except sweaty, hot, gross eating. Yeah, I don't think so. We we happen to be sitting right next to the thermostat, mm. and the thermostat was clearly set to like sixty nine degrees. But the temperature, yes. we could also see the actual temperature, which was like eighty four degrees. Ooh. Um, and there was like a guy who clearly worked for the restaurant who kept coming over and like sort of like looking at the thermostat behind us, like with concern. <laughs> it was a bad night to get a spicy Indian food. Yeah. If you ever want to have that experience, uh, you know, sort of uh, hot yoga, but for food, just go to any ramen restaurant in New York in the summer, and you will you will come out sweating, not from the spiciness. Just from, <laughs> I was just from the steam. I feel like that happened when uh, when we went to that that hot noodle place. Oh yeah. But that was in the middle. That was that. Yeah, that was the spice That's level. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. I, oh, that man. I know people who can't even eat there. It's just... I mean, I couldn't eat there, but man, I yeah. <laughs> but you'd go back. Yeah. See, see, it was so horrible. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> I, rather, I know people that refuse to eat there. So what's the, what's the deal with this? Now it's just it's spicy. It's called Gian's Famous Foods. Well, okay, that's specific. Yeah, and there are several locations throughout New York. And they make a couple things, but they're all pretty spicy. You can ask for it with no spice, which I don't know why you would. Uh, what? How do they describe themselves? Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Szechuan food, I guess. And... They hand make the noodles, so the noodles are like super 
I don't know, supple and absorbent and delicious. They're oh, they're they have these uh, little I don't know what you'd call them, almost like flatbread burgers, which are apparently pretty good too. But the noodles are where it's at. Damn, that's hot. Hand ripped noodles. It's very spicy. Very good. Damn. It tasted good, but it hurt. Mm. <laughs> well, you, you know, you got to suffer for your art. Right. Mm. <sighs> Sounds good. So, 4th of July week. Come and go on. Man, tough when it's on a Wednesday, although I did joke at work. It was like having two Fridays, because Tuesday was kind of like Friday, too. So, right. look at a glass half full. <laughs> two Fridays and one shitty weekend. <laughs> What's wrong with the weekend? Well, no, like the Wednesday was like a like oh, a, oh. a discount weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now I know, Dan, you got stuck in traffic essentially, more or less. Yeah, the New York at the water traffic. Saw some fireworks. Colby, did you see any fireworks for the fourth? Yeah, I went to see the fireworks in in downtown Boston, which are pretty serious oh yeah we were watching from the cambridge side so we were like downwind of the uh the fireworks and we got a lot of debris there was even a parachute at one point which was pretty crazy fireworks have gotten more elaborate since the last time we went to see them <laughs> uh it was cool though it was pretty easy like i feel like having gone to fireworks on the boston side the cambridge side is like a smidge less chaotic like it was mm. easier to get out um so that was kind of nice it was like i don't know i feel like it only took the whole the whole thing only took like two and a half hours like including getting there so no not bad yeah saw some america heard the boston pops play over speakers oh that's really cool i forgot that they did that in boston yeah they did 1812 Overture and then did Fireworks at the end. So, like, that's always fun. Yes. Classic. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. How was yours, Sean? Uh, I didn't do anything. Uh, I Personally, I, I, I know some people share this opinion. Not I think fireworks are lame. I'm over fireworks. Like, I've seen them. I don't need to see them anymore oh they're overrated i agree i was i thought oh wow the new york fireworks obviously you know one of if not the most impressive new york or uh fourth of july fireworks shows that, that there are and i was just like man i was still kind of waiting for the finale the whole time and after thinking about it for a while i i agree it's not that the fireworks were worse this year i think it's just that you know there's only so many times you can see fireworks well, they haven't it really, only gets so crazy. They haven't really changed or innovated that, I don't think, that much over the... Like, it's the I was same waiting fireworks. for some light-up drones in the sky. See, now you're talking. Right. It's all the fun of fireworks without the debris. Yes. Or the loud, scary I, I am, explosions. I am slowly re-watching season four of Arrested Development, and every time you say debris, it's Oh, that's fun. Are you seeing, are you, not to get off topic, one question. Are you watching the original mix or the remix? The remix. Yeah. I don't remember the original really that much at all, so uh, I, I don't actually know. I mean, I remember 
it seems fine. It is a little confusing, but honestly, you just watch it for like the individual vignettes, anyways. And it's if you don't got really good care, moments. it does have good moments. Yeah. Like, man, how come no one likes anything in 2018? Have I did I ask this question in the last episode? Mm, I. No one likes Arrested Development. No one likes Star Wars. People didn't like the last episode of Westworld. But you know, and the, I liked all of these things. The thing is, and this is again, we're gonna get so like psychological here. But the problem is, I and I feel I always tell people because people are always like, God, the world is so much more dangerous now. Like you, you go anywhere and you get shot or you get blown up. Like and I go, no, those crimes are actually not that much higher than they used to be. You just hear about them more. It's like no, I think the same amount of people who've always hated Star Wars hate Star Wars, and the same amount of people who've always hated this stuff hate it. They're just louder because they have the internet, and so I do think it's baloney that. Clearly, if it wasn't successful, Netflix wouldn't have made a fifth season. So, someone likes it. Someone's watching it. It's just the the no people are louder. <laughs> We're all watching it. We just all don't like it. That also could totally be true. And and again, Netflix gets paid either way, so they probably don't right. care. <laughs> right. I yeah. I think that in maybe I'll I'll save this for the main topic. Or a topic. I think Twitter is actually one of the most unique things that we have. Facebook isn't does not get at the same kind of like societal change that Twitter gets at. Yes. We had Facebook. We've had Facebook for a long time, which is just a subset of people talking about things. But we've never had all the people talking about all the things. Well, it's because it's it's the the distinction is Facebook is your friends and your family and your relatives and it's people you know. Who do you follow right. on Facebook who you don't know or have met personally? Right. You know, so it, they they immediately put up a wall around who you're going to participate with from day one. And have struggled to fight against that ever since. They can only make so much money off your direct family and friends. Right. It, yeah, I think. Twitter will change society more than Facebook will. Um, you know what? I don't know about that. Interesting. I think they, I think they will have different impacts. Will one be bigger mm -hmm. than the other? I'm not sure, but I think they will. Because whereas I think Twitter, I don't do think Facebook is going to change how society works. Um, whereas I think Twitter can and maybe has. I agree with the latter point. I would just say that I, whereas I think Twitter has more of a political, cultural, economical impact, to me, Facebook has a higher psychological and mental impact, both of which I think are important and relevant to, to acknowledge. And in a psychological impact on something like Facebook that I don't think, while you get a little bit of, isn't as prevalent on Twitter. Because it's your family and your friends, because it's a different style of network, because it's more personal. Um, I think that's it's they kind of complement each other in the horrible things they're doing to all of us. <laughs> yeah, they are definitely complementary. Yes. Well, there's a re that's why you know uh, lots of social networks have come and gone, but they survive for a reason. Well, I don't. I think they survive for a reason because they manage to like hook the flywheel of success. Well, true. And they make too much money for anyone to unseat them. Well, that's what's the, you know, it's that famous thing where the easiest way to get rich is to already be rich. Right. You know. Mm. I hear one more person make a fucking flywheel metaphor. <laughs> How oh, often no, does that Colby. happen? I'm no, sorry. 
No, it's okay. It's always in the business context. I hear a lot yeah. of that in the in the in the in the in the, the internal business presentations at, at work for the last five years. It's all it's all about the flywheel. It is all about the flywheel. That's good. I'm gonna start using that in business presentations. Yep. I don't even know what a flywheel is, if I'm being honest. But like, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what it is either. Right. The metaphor is really it's really lost on me. All I know is that, like, it's... it's Holy uh, crap, look at this Wikipedia article for flywheels. <laughs> look at the size of that thing. Yeah, the, your, your old-timey flywheel. The Trivitix 1802 steam locomotive. Look at that flywheel. Oh, oh my God. God. It's an impressive flywheel. Common oh. uses of a flywheel include smoothing the power output of an energy source, energy storage systems, delivering energy at rates beyond the ability of an energy source, or controlling the orientation of a mechanical system gyroscope and reaction wheel. Wow. So there you go. That's, that's some fresh Whoa, new that's jargon. Huge. Yeah. Are you, are you going to work that into your presentations at work, Sean? Yeah, I think people were really, really getting tired of uh, Synergy and... Uh, uh, the lean method and um, <laughs> you know dynamics and things like that. So flywheel, that's good. I'm always looking for new ridiculous jargon. Excellent. I like I'm it. happy to help. Thank it's a you. hot thing, Sean, especially for SaaS businesses. For SaaS? You sassy? SaaS. Well, we could be roofing as a service. Rass. Maybe <laughs> Ross. Ross. Be real. And then you, yeah, you're he would just have some sort of vague friends reference as your logo. <laughs> yes, just a silhouette. Of, uh, <laughs> wait, which one was Ross? I never watched Friends. Me either. I just know he was on there. Damn, we're right? so Wasn't he hip. character name? Yeah, Ross. It, well, it was one of the guys. Yep, it was. <laughs> Good job. I mean, it was definitely David, a guy. David Schwimmer was Ross. Okay. Because okay. because it was um, Matthew Perry, and then who was the other the one other guy? Joey. Yep. He was Chandler, and then Joey was, um, the guy oh, who played in Friends. Matt LeBlanc. Matt yes. LeBlanc was the other. I was thinking the guy from Episodes. Who's he's very good in that. Let me if you've ever mm -hmm. seen that. I haven't. He plays himself. It's satirical. It's very funny. Showtime, I think. Um. Anyhow. Oh, interesting. Uh, Dan. While we're on the topic of flywheels. Uh huh. Uh, you brought a topic, our, our, you know, hey, let's do segment intro, do, 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 the main topic. Uh, oh. You brought a topic uh, yes. for us to discuss, a question you want to pose to the crowd. What would uh, what would that be? Yes. So, full disclosure, I got this from Roderick on the line. But. Like all great ideas. But like all great ideas, right. Like, we merely discover things that they've already talked about of Roderick on the line. That's just the nature of human ideation at this point. Totally. Um, so here's my question. Uh, we like, we, we tell ourselves this story that, oh, the computers revolutionized society. Things are so much different than they were before. Uh, but if you compare this revolution to previous revolutions, like electricity, before electricity, you couldn't stay up that long after the sun went down and you had to like, you had weird triphasic sleep cycles. And then after electricity, you could stay up all night. You could do all sorts of things. Uh, when people could, like, when the, the internal combustion engine came out, if you had a farm in your lifetime, you went from 
plowing your field with horses to getting a tractor that can do it all so much faster. You could get bigger fields. You could harvest more crops. You could make more money. Planes, you didn't used to be able to go places very quickly. Now you can go places so fast. And so compared to these things, it's really hard to point to something and say, like, well, before computers, we couldn't do this. And now we can. Asterisk. The thing that you are doing can't be the result of having computers in the first place. So, oh, but with computers, we can do big data machine learning and figure out how to serve as the people. It's like, well, we didn't even need to do that before we had computers. So those things sort of like cancel each other out. And I think the real meat of this question is, what could we do today that we couldn't do in like 1960? Let's start with like landing on the moon. From landing on the moon until now, like what what could a consumer do that they couldn't do in 1969? I, I do like that you excluded landing on the moon, which was done with computers. Uh, yeah, very but, nice, Dan. Thank you. But kind of, <laughs> I'm just kidding. not. It wasn't really done with computers. Pardon. The computers weren't good enough. It was no, they were but... using like slide rules. Oh, absolutely. They had some amount of... Anyway, uh, Colby, do you want to answer this one first, or should I start it <laughs> you, off? You go first, Sean. Because uh, I tend to ramble. No. Uh, Dan, I think on some level, you're partly right that it is hard to point to something that computers have been able to do that we hadn't been able to necessarily do before. But I think the issue is that when you talk about something like the car or electricity... Those are physical things with physical implementations. A car allows me to physically move places, and a light allows to physically light the space. Computers are essentially ones and zeros, right? It's it's much more metaphorical, so you can't see the difference. And and I think to ask the question of what we couldn't do before, I think. I I think it's kind of it's a question phrased in a way that goes that is disadvantageous to the computer in this discussion. Because it is yeah. it is an entirely different beast from the comparisons that we're making. I think I could point to a lot of impacts computers have had. I think I could point to things that we will soon stop doing because of computers. And I would argue that the computer's largest impact goes back to a point I was making earlier into the show, which is more of a psychological, mental... You know, you talked about how uh, electricity uh, altered human sleep cycles. I think computers will alter humans' communications patterns. I think it'll alter their um, their their travel patterns. There are all sorts of things about the human psychology and physiology I think computers will have an impact on. What can I point mm -hmm. to that we can suddenly do now we couldn't do before in the physical world? I agree. That's probably a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. And, and things like a thing that people bring up a lot is, oh, it's so much easier to do like taxes with your computer. And it's not any easier. In or you either have to learn how to use the software and do it that way, or you pay someone, that, like the old way to do it was pay someone to do your taxes for you because it was too hard to do otherwise. And like what, okay, those two things are different, but... Are they, is one necessarily better than the other? I don't know. Like, I don't know how much money you're actually saving between like the time you spend and the money you actually spend on TurboTax as compared to the old way of paying a tax preparer. Sure. So that's just another example. So mm, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. 
I think that like computers are it's like an amplifier thing, right? Like yeah, it wasn't stuff we couldn't do before, but like we could do like more of it or or mostly more of it, right? Like you can do there are a bunch of things you can do with like I don't know, like less effort than it would have taken before. And I don't quite see how that's much different from like some of the examples you mentioned, right? Like electricity, you said, you said, um, I don't know, it like allowed us to stay up really late at night or something, which like electricity didn't allow us to do that necessarily, right? Like we, we had candles before and fires and stuff. Like we could right. create artificial light and stay up. It was just way harder. Um, so electricity, like, and way so more expensive, automated, more importantly, right? yeah, I think. made it made it cheaper and easier, and like everyone can do it all the time. So like being able to do it all the time, like changes changes the game. Um, and like subsequently, like the farming stuff too, right? Like you could farm before, like you could plow your field before with horses, and doing it with horses was easier than doing it by hand. Um, but yeah, and then like having machines to do it, like is a you know an order of magnitude like amplifier kind of thing so like instead of needing you know horses and people to do all this stuff like maybe a couple people could do the work that would have taken dozens of people before um i don't know right. but I, my i think that is true but i think my point still stands what things have computers made so much more efficient that it like totally changes the game. Uh, I mean, it's. I think my my obvious go to here would be communication. I think has to be has to be with computer. The the we were talking about it at the outset of the show and Facebook and Twitter and the sort of always right. on instant stream it to the public there's that old saying of and again maybe this is one of those snope style everyone quotes it but it's not true things where oh you know back in the old days you never knew more than 250 people in your entire lifetime and now you encounter that in an hour being on twitter and that's i don't know how accurate that is but this sentiment still stands true that these days we're just exposed to so much more uh than we ever have been in both good ways and, and bad ways. And I think that more right. than anything else. Again, it's not, the internet hasn't impacted. I think when I was listening to Colby kind of give some of his examples, I was thinking of books as a good parallel because when we went from oral traditions to printed books, that was a huge radical change in how we collected and tracked information. Going from the printed book to the digital book, however, it's the same fundamental idea, just amplified and expanded and created in an infinite matter. And I think communication, it's kind of the same thing where it's just a lot more of it. We're not necessarily communicating in different ways. It's just we're communicating a lot more. So I, the only example I've been able to think of is Twitter. Because, you know, Facebook, again, how many people are you interacting with greater, like, greater than like whatever that number is that you're citing? There isn't, there's a Wikipedia article about that number. Facebook, you're talking to people and you're like showing them pictures, but pictures existed before. Like, okay, but Twitter, you can you can do something that was you couldn't you couldn't have like a multicast unless you had a radio show. Like that was the only way that you're going to be talking to a lot of people, and the amount of people who could talk back to you is going to be very limited. So Twitter is the only thing I can think of, which is depressing. Instant messaging, sure, it's different, 
but like you could talk to all the people that you knew, all those 250 people, pretty quickly in 1969. The phone existed. Yeah, I guess it's more. I guess it's more the bullhorn effect than it is the ability to reach because you could always reach people. It's just right. how many people you could reach at once. Yes. Yes. And this is, I think, I think the only difference. Uh, and it's so recent. True. We're only just discovering it. It took the, the internet had been around for a while before we really got into this gross part of it. <laughs> you know, when, when, I, when I think about God, what's, what are the worst things about the internet? And I immediately think to YouTube celebrities. It's like, why, why do people give YouTube a shit about celebrities these? are oh, not the worst oh, part no, of the internet. They're come on, but no, come on. They're, they're all, they're just the worst, you know, Instagram celebrities. They're, these people are terrible. <laughs> Like why Which are they worse? Instagram celebrities or YouTube celebrities? Oh man, if I could watch like a if if they ever brought back like a Coliseum fight to the death sort of like Mad Max thing, <laughs> I would be super against it unless it was Instagram celebrities against YouTube celebrities, <laughs> and then I would be like, ooh, I want to watch this. Yeah, Maybe that'll they'll show that on Instagram TV. Yeah, yes, but only in vertical video. That's the important thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't I don't quite understand why like YouTube celebrities are any worse than like regular celebrities. But because there's he, because I like to imagine at the top of Hollywood like there's somebody saying no, you suck, you shouldn't be famous. Like I like like there's a system in place that weeds out <laughs> shitty people. Like we look at somebody like I can't think of a recent Hollywood example, like Rob Schneider, maybe. Like, who's a shitty person in Hollywood? Like a Tom uh, Green. What's the Dragon Force guy? Johnny Knoxville. What happened to Dragon Spirit guy? Uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah Charlie Sheen. There Tiger you Blood. Go. You're thinking of Tiger Blood. Tiger, sorry. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. But these are the people who, like, Hollywood at some point says, we've had enough of you. Go away. But with YouTube, we have people, like, doing... I just read the other day that some people died doing a YouTube stunt. I'm like, these people are even stupider than the people in Hollywood. At least in Hollywood, they have the someone sells them to stop. <laughs> that just that just means it's been industrialized. We just haven't fully industrialized YouTube yet. You know, Do you I'm, know that there are there are Twitch streamer agents now. Yeah, there should be. I think that's great. I don't stop. I don't mind when they make the leap to like actual good content, but. I'm not saying their content's good. I'm saying they make so much money that now there is an industry around representing them for business deals. Oh, I'm sure there's very good money in it. Now, I have a question. Go for it. Do you guys think you actually know any more people than than you would have like like 50 years ago? I think I know the same amount of people. It's just that, like, the people that I know, like, some of them are not mm, co-located with me. Like, right. you guys, for example, like, we don't live in the same place and have not for years. Um, but we, like, keep in touch pretty well because we, we we do a podcast and, like, hang out one, one or more times a week on virtually. I think the number that Sean is citing, which I'm going to try to look up because I, I don't remember what it's called, would say no. I I think that I have met 
people. I have actually met people on Twitter, not that I feel like I know them, but because of Twitter, I've then met them in real life, and I don't think that would have happened. Like, there wasn't a, you know, a grand forum of chemical engineers in 1969. There was maybe, like, the American Chemical Engineer Association conference that you go to once a year, but there was no, like, constant, uh, oh, here's this, like, newsletter that comes out every week, not just, like, a monthly thing, and anyone can contribute to it. And that allows you to actually get to meet people. So I think the answer is yes, but I think this number would tell you no. I, I think it depends on how you define no, right? How, how do you know a person? I, I think there are people I follow on Twitter and Instagram and listen to pot, their podcasts and watch them on YouTube that I know where they live. I know what their job is. I know what's going on in their lives. I know who they're married to. If you watched every episode of Don't Panic, you'd know, I would argue, you'd know us. Because we talk a lot about what's going on. We talk about when we're moving. We talk about when we're on vacation. <laughs> we talk, I mean, if you, it depends on how you define no. There are people who I know way too many details about their lives, and I've never met or interacted with them. And in right. that respect, I know a lot That's of people. Mm, interesting. And that's, that is weird, that, that, freaks me out that's insane to me there are people halfway around the world who in any other situation we would never know each other existed but through some fluke of like oh somebody retweeted them and they sounded interesting so i followed them now i know everything about them it's crazy <laughs> and that's a big change that would have never happened the number is dunbar's number the cognitive limits the number of people whom one can maintain stable social relationships the number was first proposed in the 1990s. He proposed that humans can comfortably maintain only 150 stable relationships. For me, it's like 15. <laughs> that, that's about, that's pushing it. He, they defined it as the number of people you would not feel embarrassed about joining uninvited for a drink if you happen to bump into them at a bar. Oh, it's, God, that's like six people. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that interesting though i bet i bet if you did a survey now among people our age internet savvy people i bet that number would be lower than if you conducted that survey 20 years ago among a si the similar age group because the difference is if it was it was which people do you feel comfortable getting a drink with unannounced or what people would you jump on a Fortnite stream with <laughs> you know, I seriously, but seriously, I think in a virtual versus a real environment, I think today that does make a big difference in, in that number, in that theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I'd be curious to see that study redone. I have another question, but if anyone has any other thoughts about things that have changed, uh, I'd love to hear them. Okay. Yeah, Hearing ahead. none. Uh, do you think that computers will change something fundamental about how we live our lives in the future let's say in the next the next 10 years i i i'm i have a, a problem with the question because the word computer is very vague to me because what is a computer uh well <laughs> you know you know well yeah is a, is a self-driving car a computer Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it contains a computer. And it wouldn't be possible without computers. But there's a, I could, you know, uh, I could say colonization of space. You think that's going to happen in the next 10 years? Well, I, I, if Elon Musk has his way, you know, when he's done saving all those uh, 
Ty kids trapped in a cave with his fancy submarine. Right. He's going to take us all to space. Okay. No. Now, what, now what will, but what will have happened? Like, that doesn't. No, I'm just joking on that. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. I, I honestly think that it is a, it is a psychological and not a physical change we will see over the next ten years, and I do think there will be a big impact. And I don't, I don't think we, as a, as a human collective, are equipped or prepared or um, ready to handle the ramifications. Do you have a prediction on what the, this psychological thing will be? Um, I think. I think it's, it, this is going to sound really lame. Like I'm not really trying to think of a clever theory and I'm not, but I think it's just yeah. going to be a continuation of the direction we've seen things going over the last two to three years. I think you'll see, um, I think you'll see more extreme opinions. I think you'll see more animosity between people. I think you'll see a continued rise in uh, mental health afflictions and drug addictions. I think you'll see increases in, um, all sorts of things that come with a society that is bombarded with too much information, information that's oftentimes not accurate, not healthy, that is, is slanted or inappropriate, that is purposefully crafted in a way to alter their views and opinions of the world um, in a way that they've never been bombarded with before. Colby. <laughs> <laughs> Please say something positive. Please clap. Uh, sunshine and rainbows. Everything will be fine. Yay! <laughs> Colby says it, it um, has to be true. I don't know. Like, I feel like we'll... F I think that... it'll fade like the I think we'll become get used to all the stuff like the stuff that is new and like so attention grabbing now I think I think given enough time like a couple of years or you know a decade or something like I think it'll be sort of like fade from our I don't know maybe 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 that's like naive but I think we'll just it, like get over it sort of maybe that's not true like maybe we won't figure it out and maybe we'll just i don't know crash and burn but like what, what are you what are these things you're talking about that will that will fade from our memory but what's it what's an example like i feel like i feel like maybe there's uh like like all of a sudden we can like know so many things about what other people think in a way that we wouldn't have known before. And like, mm. perhaps it's, it's, I'm not, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure that like people thinking those things is a new thing, but I think like, you knowing that there are people who think those things is more of a new thing. Yeah. And so, like, I think it's that, uh, I don't know, like, we're, I think we're still getting acclimated to that, like, knowing, like, really knowing, like, you know, in the past, it was like, uh, I don't know, there were the, like, the things you didn't talk about or whatever. So it was like, 
even if there were people around you who who thought that way, like you easily might never know that. And so like you could go about your life like, well, this is fine. Everything's fine. Like, I don't know where those people are who think those bad things, but they're not here. Uh, but now you can't whether or not even if they're not, you know, people, you know, in real life or or have known in real life or are connected to somehow like you still uh, I guess you can I feel like you can still be aware of those things in a more I don't know <laughs> a more efficient way <laughs> <laughs> back to efficiency uh, yeah. so I accept uh, that I think that if we do get self-driving cars, that that'll be a game changer. I think it'll be a game changer. That'll actually change people's like day-to-day lives. I if if it was if cheap and available self-driving cars happened, you would be more productive every day. You would be a more efficient person. You could do so much more. Yeah, but I think. See, I agree with you, and what I was going to say is to give a more straightforward answer than my first, uh, so I'll do a second attempt at my answer, which is, I think automation is an a, a, an incredibly important step in the future, in the even in the near future, but I think we're going to see a bigger impact in uh, in in jobs, in, in automation, I think even more so than cars or transportation, I think just the idea, and not just in manufacturing, I'm talking, you know, there was an article the other day in the times or the post or something about um, a company that is generating t-shirts that are selling like crazy and computer. They don't have designers anymore. Computers design the t-shirts like in in all these jobs where not just manufacturing, but creative jobs and and flipping hamburgers at McDonald's. I think we're going to see a real upheaval of whole sections of the population who have been essentially replaced with machines. And it sounds a little cheesy because they've been warning about this for the last two decades. But I think now we're finally at the point where the technology is getting good enough that it's not just, welding cars in a factory somewhere robots are gonna actually start doing things that we do now what makes you think that this time is different from the past 20 years of people saying this is gonna happen because like all technology it just takes time to work the bugs out and i feel like we finally gotten to the point where processing power is getting good early ai is starting to get good i'm not an expert in any of these things but what the media tells me is that we're much closer (laughs) to it you know i see those Boston Dynamics videos of the of the robot that they try and push over with the stick and they can't push it over with the stick like you know I just feel it's going to be slow and it's going to take time but I think that's going to be the change you're going to I think self-driving cars I agree with you Dan especially in things like trucking long distance trucking I think is where you're going to see self-driving cars have an even bigger impact um, in logistics and things like that I think personal driving cars I think it'll have a little bit of impact but I think that'll be more of kind of a a fun thing more than a than a, a than a game changer. Thing. I think it is. I I I I do. I think in your if, if I bought a self-driving car, how much would it radically change my life? What about the person who has to live uh, two hours outside of New York because uh, they can't afford to live any closer? If a self-driving car co- costs just as much as a regular car, and they have to commute an hour to the sub to the train station anyways, but then that saves them. Fourteen hours a week, but then now we're getting to another discussion because then I'm going to get to the the point where I say, well, now we're just solving, we're creating new problems to solve existing problems, which is is the answer for everyone to have a self driving car because they live two hours away from the city, or is it to create 
more job opportunities outside the city or to invest more in public transportation or you know I, th- then we get to a crazy thing where is it is it really very good for for the planet for our country to all have self-driving cars okay yeah sure but that that's not the point no the it's point not the point some, at all someone like that or someone who has like a disability would be their their life they could look oh, back sure. at like the first half of their life and be like wow it's so much better now because of this one thing i am a million percent agree and there have been a ton of medical innovations uh, and other types of innovations that have helped those populations over the years that haven't made a big impact on all of us. Yeah, I think, yeah, genome sequencing. Oh, sure. Is another one that I've accepted as a correct answer. Oh, <laughs> do you have like a list we can look at of all the. It's, it's like, yeah, it's Twitter, genome sequencing, and, and if people could actually get self driving cars. I'm down for, the, for Dan's future. Um,. The other thing, though, I, I think could happen, like, and I just came up with this just now as we were talking, you were speaking about people, if someone were to watch our program, you know, hello, anyone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they would have a very accurate understanding of our lives and of our thought processes and all sorts of things. And if you ever watch one of my favorite stupid TV shows, Caprica, uh, if you could basically build a sophisticated Markov bot of speech from a podcast and all their Facebook posts and all their Twitter posts and all their text messages, uh, then like, then what can you do? Uh, you could impersonate people instead of like instead of Photoshop pictures. You could like, you could completely fabricate someone's statement. Yep. Uh, you could you know. You know, not actually, but sort of simulate a dead person talking about random things. Uh, and I think that, like, that's also an example of a societal thing. Like, if if you could do that, things would be, it would be a weird place, but things would be very different. I'm not sure they'd be better, though. So maybe that's not a good answer for that question. Genome sequencing, self-driving cars. What was the other one? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, thank you. All right. Dan's future. We just all live in it. <laughs> you're muted, Colby. Am I? No. Yeah. Oh, now you're not. Oh. Okay. Uh, I don't know. The, the like, infinite automation stuff is so weird to think about. Like, I don't know. Uh... Like, do you, like, is there some, I don't know theoretically right there's some inflection point where you have like this the tools start making the tools or something like right yeah it's called terminator <laughs> we did that <laughs> well if you take it to like on an infinite time scale at some point we don't have to do anything anymore but then once we don't have to do anything like what is going to happen and two like what do we do and like well, yeah there are several science fiction novels that deal with this but uh, oh i'm 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 certain that there are and and also <laughs> is the i don't know colby you will become a fleshy battery for the machines okay <laughs> you'll be used as a power source uh, that's, that's true that's it doesn't true. pay very well but yeah it's got great benefits in a way aren't we already fleshy batteries for the facebook ad machine i don't know that should be their marketing slogan. 
because that is great. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that, that should be part of their apology campaign. <laughs> yes, we're sorry we treated you like fleshy human batteries. Um, I think, though, that what the, you know they made this point in the Ryder on the Line episode. If that w- was going to happen, why why aren't we like why aren't we working you know thirty hour work weeks at this point? Instead, yeah. most people work in sixty hour work weeks. Like, what happened? Yeah, well, things are more efficient. Like no one's denying that, but that efficiency has not led to any like actual change in our lives. Instead of pushing paper, you're pushing web pages. It's not that technology is holding people back; it's that people's holding technologies back. The people, Ooh, are, the people are the problem. Yeah, boom. What a what a what a slogan. That's one of those block quotes we Tech- put in the article that we write after this. <laughs> yes, big bold pull quote. I love it. Full quote. There you go. Um, you think we're holding technology back, Sean? I do. I do. I think there are many aspects where technology. Could, you you just pointed out a couple of really great examples. Uh, you know, we we are training. Uh, I guess we can consider our, still ourselves young people. Uh, young people to do things faster and more efficiently when using computers. Something I can. If you gave myself and a sixty-year-old colleague of mine the exact same job, I know for a fact I can do it faster. That's just the way it is. I hate to break it to you. It's because I grew up using computers, so I use them faster. That's just the reality. Yet I have to work the same number of hours, even though I can do the work faster. So I just think that institutions are slower to catch up to technology. I think our government has proven that time and time again. Business as well. So I yeah, think just... e- even when the technology's there, people might not be at a place where they can fully utilize it. Yeah. I think I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think like in a way that that like the the sort of amplification that we were talking about sometimes it 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 out outpaces the models upon which the you know the like structures of 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 society are built and when that happens like you start like the the you start playing like a meta game with technology where you're you're not like actually creating value for money you're just creating money with money out of you're creating money for money like out of nothing and the nothing is just like the sort of the edge case of a system that was designed 300 years ago that is like you know like like been pushed to its limits and now it's just like a weird it's 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 a weird metagame now right like I, I think this like every time I, I get too deep reading or, or about like financial stuff, like investing stuff when you have like futures and derivatives and like, like the, the like sub trading things where it's, it's like so far removed from the thing. Like what, what is it even like when banks are like selling sh- you know, futures on like mortgage debt, or I don't know if that's a real thing. I'm just trying trying to come up with some crazy shit. Sure. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. Now, uh, guys, uh, we have gone 50 minutes talking <laughs> about this, um, and we are on track to have this be only the second ever Don't Panic episode to not include technology news. <laughs> so it's up to you guys if uh, we want to try and squeeze in one story, if we should travel right along to picks. Oh, I haven't even looked at the stories yet. I've been so into it. There's really, 
<laughs> there's a reason why we didn't talk about tech news. The July Fourth holiday know, kind of. If you're gonna do one story, there's only one story that we should do. And that is. And we have to talk. If we're gonna talk about one, we have to talk about the internet balloons. It's... We got to bring it back. The first ever story we ever covered on Don't Panic. What six years ago? <laughs> if you can believe it. Um, I, I I just thought this was fun. Project Loon uh, from uh, X, the uh, Google's innovation lab, Alphabet's innovation lab. Kenya announced this week they will use that system of balloons to beam high-speed internet access across the country. Um, it was used uh, by U.S. telecom operators to provide connectivity to more than 250,000 people in Puerto Rico after a hurricane last year. Um there are no details into exactly how many balloons it will take or how the project will work, uh, but with more than 45 million people, people Kenya's major cities and towns um, are sometimes covered, but vast swaths of rural Kenya are not covered. Um, so, there you go. And relatedly, didn't Facebook announce last week that they are not going to be doing their their internet gliders anymore? Uh, yeah, they actually, it's funny enough, they actually killed a couple of, um, a couple of drone projects because they not, you're right, they announced the sort of, uh, flying airplane looking drones, uh, that project's dead. And then I, was it today or earlier this week, they announced they were killing another, uh, internet related drone project. They had two? I'm trying to find the exact, oh, uh, the helicopter internet project. Uh, yeah, a helicopter? Yeah, uh... The Tether Tenna, a small helicopter drone that could temporarily replace cellular service in emergency situations, was discontinued a few months after being shown off at the F8 developer conference in May of last year. Wow. Well, yep. Uh, so I just realized half a decade later that Loon is like a balloon. It's It's part of... <laughs> I didn't realize the, that until just now. So part of the, uh, it only took you six years, but you yep. got there. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a crazy idea, so they're kind of loony to try it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it works on multiple levels, and I wasn't thinking about any of them. So 2013 maybe... Colby was uh, <laughs> not there, not there yet. <sighs> got a lot to learn. That is awesome. All right, guys, why don't we uh, shuffle right along to picks? We got in our one tech news story. Unless there was really another one in here you guys wanted to cover. No. No. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. I, did, I I know everyone was excited for the potential new iPhone colors, but... Um, we... I am excited about red. If there's a, if there's a red iPhone uh... that is a top-of-the-line iPhone... Can't you already get a red one? Don't they I've, do never, that? I've never had a red iPhone. I've only ever had, well, the, the options that we have now is the most options I've ever had, unless I got an, a 5C. I think that blue looks nice. Anyhow. Well, we don't actually know what it's going to look like. No. Speculation. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to picks. This is part of the show where each of us brings something we want to share with the world, and we've got quite a mix here today. Let's start from the bottom and work our way up. Colby, what do you have for us? All right, I have so many caveats before <laughs> before I talk about this. I am picking this thing one oh my god in spite of the like marketing around this thing. Like 
It's a well, backpack. Did you buy this on the Alex Jones website? <laughs> exactly. No, it's a backpack. <laughs> the marketing is very tactical. There's a guy <laughs> standing, like laying down in grass that is not well kept. Doing, no, he's doing push-ups, push-ups with his backpack on. Yes. In the so, middle like, of what is definitely a just, California suburb. Right. If you're if you're not looking at the website for this, just to give you an idea, like, like <laughs> one in every three pictures on this website has guns in it. Like, <laughs> like wait, 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 wait. The one the one with the guy in his underwear and a t shirt with an American flag surrounded by guys behind him who look like they've just been blown <laughs> back by a nuclear explosion, but they are also all wearing their backpacks on their chest. <laughs> It's so What dumb. the hell is going on? It's so dumb. Now, I this is linked to in the wire cutters backpacks review. Um and that like that's where I came across it and I thought I thought I've been thinking for like 3 months about what I actually want for a backpack cuz for for like the last the entirety of doing this show I've just like used like backpacks that I got from like whatever company I worked at. Um and like mostly it's been fine but i thought long and hard about what i actually wanted from a backpack and this backpack has the two things that i really wanted so the one thing well there's there's a third bonus thing is that while it while their marketing is ridiculous the backpack itself is actually like relatively uh relatively mild like they come in like normal colors it's not just camo or anything um, like I got the gray one and it just looks like a gray backpack. Um, so as for the important things, uh, the first one is that the, like, it's one big pouch. There's only one pouch. So it doesn't have like the sub pouches cause I'm not a student anymore. I don't need to keep, like keep my papers separated from my books or something. Um, so it's one big pouch. In the pouch, like, it unzips all the way so you can flop it open like a suitcase, which is excellent because, like, is if you're doing, you know, like, I'm in New York right now. I packed just this backpack. So it was per- it's perfect for that. And then the second thing is that the laptop pouch is a separate compartment, and it's on the outside of the bag. So, like, I can take my backpack out. I mean, I can take my computer out of my bag without like disturbing any all the all the precariously like stuffed in like shit that's in the front in the front pocket uh and that's all and it does exactly those things perfectly and and i was waiting so i've had it for like a month now maybe and i was waiting to like do like a new york trip with it to see if it actually worked the way i was hoping it would and so far it has so that's my pick uh like just like avert you know like do the do the see no evil monkey and when you look at the website but like look at the backpack somehow this is it's very the the laptop compartment is bomb proof yeah it's not really bomb proof it I don't says know how bomb, it says bomb proof have you tested <laughs> yeah, you gotta if test you watch, it if you watch the videos on the website the guy's like it's not actually bomb proof like don't set a bomb off next to the backpack and i was like how can you get off saying that it's not true it's also Um, i love in the video that because it is i guess waterproof that every other shot is them dunking it in water or mud or some other liquid so the thing apparently the company that makes these has like 
they run like events or something where people go and they like put weights in their backpack and go like run around in the woods together or something like i don't get it i i, I would don't understand i would pay cash money to have you colby run in one of those boy i don't want to do that's, that that sounds awesome Oh, there you go. Yeah, it says right here, ruck plates. You can get them 10, 20, 30, or 45-pound increments. Go right in the laptop compartment. Yep. Okay. It's got a hydration port. Yeah, this thing is dope. GoRuck is the name of the company. GoRuck.com is the GR1. We'll have the link on the website. You can check it out there. It comes in many different colors. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Colby. Dan? You've got something for us to watch. What is this? Oh, yeah. So I uh, this, this show is hot. On my most recent flights. Yeah, have you heard of it? I all I follow a ton of critics on Twitter, uh, TV critics, and this is like their big rave must-watch. Why aren't oh, people, more people watching this show? Yeah, so it well, one reason is it is British, so it's BBC. Uh, and... So I don't know if it's on. I don't know if you can actually watch it in the United States, but you can buy it on iTunes, just what I did, because I also heard amazing things about it. And it's about two women, one of whom is works for the equivalent of the, you know, United Kingdom CIA. MI5, the one below uh, James Bond. And uh, she has, like, this boring job. It becomes, like, Really, she thinks she's found this, uh, you know, this pattern in these crimes across the world, and thinks that there's an assassin, which we as a viewer know that there is, and it's this like crazy other woman who is young and lives life to the fullest, and has like buys all the best clothes, and goes on these like crazy missions, and is very creative in her job, and it's it's parts of it are funny. Uh, Parts of it are scary. Parts of it are, like, very dramatic. Like, these two women becoming more and more obsessed with each other in these weird ways. And then you're just, like, kind of waiting. Like, when is it going to come to a head? When are they going to meet? Beautifully shot. Really fun to watch. uh, Really fun just to look at the scenes. Uh, Killing Eve is the name of the show. And you can get it on iTunes. I think you can get it on Amazon but you can't get it on any streaming things unless you maybe live in the UK, in which case you've got that government-funded television channel. I think if it's... I'm assuming, is it also airing on BBC America? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, and I think if you have a cable subscription, I know most of their shows, you can log into their app with your cable subscription, and you don't hold me to it, but you probably can stream it there. Because I okay. think that's how most of the U.S. people I know who are watching it, that's how they're watching it. So, very cool. Killing Eve. Very nice. Um, yeah, I uh, I get the award for lame pick of the night. Because um, I really didn't have... I'm not really watching anything interesting or reading anything interesting. I haven't really bought anything interesting. Um, but... I did make this great recipe for lemony shrimp risotto. And whoa, whoa it is one of my all time favorite go to recipes. This was a HelloFresh box recipe that I love so much. I've made it a dozen times. It's very easy to make. If you've never made a risotto, it's they, they make it sound like it's really hard. It's not that hard. It's it takes time, but it's it's you you really you can't fuck it up too much. And this recipe, it's very simple. It's only got a handful of ingredients. 
Um, it's got uh, it's got it's very smooth with the uh, with the arborio rice. It's in a chicken stock, so you get flavor from that, flavor from the shrimp, flavor from the lemon. It's got a nice lemon flavor to it. Um, some Parmesan cheese in there, zucchini, shrimp. It's a really great recipe, easy to make. I make it in a double batch um, and have some leftovers for the week. Um, and all risottos are good, but this one's particularly great. So I'll have the link on the website. You can check it out there. Lemony shrimp risotto, uh, my my pick of the week. If you're looking for something risotto. different to try. It's hard to make, Sean. You know, they say that. I have not found it hard to make. I've never, mm. I have cooked it. Not just, I have a couple of risotto recipes I make. Um, and it is, I've only ever fucked it up, I think, once. And I've done it well over. You don't find times. it laborious? I, it's easy to get right. It's just a lot of work. It's, well... These are simple risottos, though, and it's okay. it, it's you just have to stand there and keep stirring it. It's not the end of the world. Um, I don't fine. think yeah. so. Give it a shot. If you've never done it, I would say it's worth trying. Again, it's only it's only a handful of ingredients, so you're not out too much if you screw it up. Uh, and check it out. Although I do miss my Gulf Coast shrimp. Can't can't get good shrimp up here. No, I do miss that. Those, those fresh H E B shrimps. Ooh. Ah. Uh. Uh, but anyway, all right. Hey, you know what, guys? We're done. We're done. What a what a what a fascinating edition of Don't Panic this has been. A real hoot. They should have no news more often, because uh, then we'd be off on tangent. Hey, you know what, folks out there? If you like this sort of uh, tangent-filled, wide-reaching, philosophical version of the show, let us know. Don't Panic Show at gmail.com or tweet at us <laughs> at Don't Panic Show. Um, or if you hated it, we'd also like to know. So you you give us your feedback. We always appreciate that. You can uh, subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and, of course, the video version is on YouTube. Uh, and you can go to our website, don'tpanic.io, get all the episodes, as well as our picks are there every week. Uh, in case you don't remember, the links will be there directly. Uh, we do the show live Monday nights, roughly 10, 15 Eastern uh, at facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash don'tpanicshow. I recommend subscribing to us on those um, platforms. Uh, I do want to thank everybody who joined us live tonight. Um, and I did a very bad job because we were so engrossed in conversation. We had comments. Uh, I very rudely ignored them, and I'm very sorry. Come on, Sean. Thank you. I'm sure. <laughs> we have to get someone else for this. Uh, we really could use, like, a production intern. If you're interested Ooh. in applying to be our production intern, don't panic show at gmail.com. I do want to thank Nancy Miller, Emily, um, and Zach, who just said we should publish the podcast to Google Play as well. I believe we're on Google Play. Um, we were on the old version of Google Play podcast. I don't think we have to resubmit for the new one, um, but I'm going to double check. But I believe we're there. Um, we're on Stitcher as well. If there's anywhere we're not, please let me know, and I'm happy to submit us. We're still not on Spotify. Oh, my um, God. If only, if only we knew someone. You know, it's a shame. I guess we'll never be there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I've looked at our Stitcher stats, and uh, we are... Doing not, great. Doing great. We're crushing it. Knocking it out of the park. <laughs> um, you know, if you believe that. Uh, but yeah, that about wraps it up here. I'll just quickly plug up for debate at upfordebate.tv. With Matt and I, we ended up having to cancel last week's show. We're still going to do one on burgers. I don't know when we're going to do it, but just go to the page and subscribe. You can get that there. Um, and the Movie League is continuing as well at upfordebate.tv slash movies. Um, our Summer Movie League is continuing. We haven't done an update on that in a while, but um, but it's getting interesting. Things are heating up in the Movie League. Um, but that is that. So 
We will wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody out there for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. We will see you next week for more tech news, a lot more tech news, and good times here on Don't Panic.